Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. I mean, I love your yeah. energy, Jack, but don't ever call again. <laughs> <laughs> and then open up the old uh, the old cricket bag to see two shirts, but, but no pants. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And the thing is about this podcast, we're always happy to support people. Bringing you down. Yeah. <laughs> MC, there were many weddings now. And I've MC Goaty's wedding. Yeah, was invited. Thanks, Goat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, we may have argued about the fact that we could have been classified as essential work and maybe should have got together, but yeah. Hazlitt yeah. was very firm on that. Haz loves his podcasting. <laughs> yeah. He was keen to break all rules <laughs> straight in. And then he's like, he's written down in his journal about times we've already broken the rules, so we may as well do it again. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam, and Mitch with the Marvellous We Got The Chocolates podcast. All right, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And I'm Andrew. Thank you, guys. We are all here today, and thank you very much for listening as you are in your car at the moment, probably, or potentially, I don't know, in bed, going to sleep, wherever you might be. Welcome. It's episode 84. I think I've mentioned that already. Uh, And there's a little bit of stuff that you've missed out on last week, Harry Wilson. But the episode before that, I wanted to draw your attention to something straight away, guys. We had this conversation. With the Rio Olympics, um, was Peter Allen there? I don't know. Well, you know, when his baby, when his baby smells a re, he goes to Rio. Ooh. That was Come a skin stretch. <laughs> that, that's another one of those jokes that'd be great if I got it. Fucking yeah. yeah. hell. Sorry, That was pretty hard, though. Sorry, Gary. Also, didn't that bloke turn out to be not a great unit that sung that song? I don't know. Oh, okay. I might be thinking of another guy. Okay, well, yeah, well that's quite not, awkward. It's not just uh, throwing any massive <laughs> accusations that we don't know him. anything about. Now, uh, I just wanted to let you know that the person that I was actually thinking of there when we yes. said Peter Allen was in fact Woody Allen. Yeah. So indeed, I was thinking yeah. of a completely different human. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it was You're not right. Peter Allen at also all. also had some issues, Woody Allen, that's for sure. Yeah. But Peter Allen, great bloke, as I said, the entire time. No, that's not what he said. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was from episode 82. Uh, now, Goaty, we like to start with the joke of the day, generally. Mm-hmm. It's usually me. That does it. Really, it is. It? And no. is it today? It's not today. We've actually got a guest. Uh, Jack, I believe is his name. We've got a guest joke teller. So, Jack, you got a lot to live up to. We're all ears. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I do have a joke. Um, would you like to hear it? Yeah, I believe it's themed, isn't it? Yeah, it, this one is uh, Easter-themed. Would have been good for last week, but obviously no show last week. That's right, yeah, we had to. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. Good point. That's right. That's right. Well, we can, we can pretend. <laughs> uh, anyway, here it is. Uh, why are Easter egg hunts so fun? Why? Why are Easter egg? <laughs> why are Easter- <laughs> you can't laugh already. I don't know, Jack. <laughs> why? Uh, yep. Because because they are egg sighting. Yes, it just makes sense. I mean, I love your yeah. energy, Jack, but don't ever call again. <laughs> Jack, what I love the most is that's that whole joke contained eight words, and you drew it out for five minutes. Which is yeah, a great thing. I, that's how I like to tell my jokes. Yeah. You know? kept us waiting the on the punchline. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think you get very many it. marks for originality there, but uh, but uh, it's still a good one, isn't it? I think Jack right. said that he made that up in jail. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, you do get a lot of you know the the egg excellent jokes going around, but that particular mm. one, I I did uh. Think of myself. Yeah, not sure. Well done. You changed the end. The suffix. Hour. That's quite creative. Subtle, very yeah. Good. That's right. Like it, Jack. Yeah, good. Perfect. Thank you so much for getting our getting our uh, episode eighty four underway with the joke of the day, mate. Fantastic. Awesome, lads. Thanks mate, for having me. Don't give up your day job, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, none of us do either. <laughs> man, anyway. Thanks, buddy. See you, See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you weren't overwhelmed there, were you? I've heard better. Uh, yeah. well, well, great enthusiasm, though. I've yeah, actually had one worse than that, though. You remember. Has remembers that well. He never lets me forget it. That stinker that I told. Oh, your joke today. Yeah, that was yeah. horrendous. I still haven't got it. That's <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> that. That, that might say more about you than me, though. At least if you tell a short joke that's bad, it's just yeah, better than yeah, telling a long true, joke yeah. that's bad. And like you the make bad it all... is the funny bit. That, <laughs> was, short, that was so short. Yeah. That joke. Okay, guys, we're going to go to the ear to the ground segment, which is where we just like to catch up on any things that you have notified us of that you've communicated with us about. Ears to the ground. Now, the first email comes from Ryan emailed into the show obviously you can get in touch with us a number of ways skin but at the we got the chocolates website is usually the main way so i'm going to start us off uh, with an email that was sent into us and it was sent by a man named ryan uh, he talks about his perfect day of cricket on the weekend right so last sunday i was playing a semi-final with my cricket team in the under 15s my grandparents that live Five hours away from Perth had driven up to see me play the semi. Gets his turn to bat. My teammate apparently wanted to run off a ball that went straight to mid-off without calling capital letters. I've played with a few mm. people who do that as well. Yeah, I know you've like played a, with one, yeah, actually. It definitely yeah, it does like, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, buddy. How you going? <laughs> <laughs> so he's halfway down the pitch and I start running. Mid-on's already got the ball. I try to make a dash towards the stumps, but it's a direct hit. The story doesn't end there. This is without facing a ball, by the way. The keeper moves out of the way of the stumps, and because I have my head looking down, I don't swerve out of the way. I smash my helmet straight into his shoulder, almost popping out his shoulder blade and almost knocking me out. Blood dripping down my face, I walk from the field for a diamond duck with his grandparents watching. Ryan, you're right. That is a stinker. That's why we love the game, obviously. Um... (laughs) As that reminds me of the time you hit the ball into the poor old umpire who's just trying to do his job as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you've had bad days in that, Ryan, haven't you? <laughs> that's bad news. Skin, can you see the next one that's brought up there? Uh, yeah, apparently we've got a spray, ab- oh, yeah, a spray about missing an episode. Hey, boys. It's Aaron, friend of the show number four here. 
pretty disappointed that you've had to cancel this week's episode. Like, what am I going to listen to on Thursday morning now? One of Anastasia's press conferences? (laughs) And seriously, why aren't you guys classified as essential workers? Come on, get your act together. That's reasonable. It's a reasonable point. I that mean, is, yeah, that is a fair see point. See, coughing in the background during the playing of that audio was oh, probably yeah. a good yeah, sorry, testament as to why we yeah. weren't allowed to yeah. get together. We may have argued about the fact that we could have been classified as essential work and maybe should have got together, but you know. Hazlitt yeah. was very firm on that. Haz loved his <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. He was keen to break all rules <laughs> yeah, right. straight in, and then he's like, it's written down in his journal about times we've already broken the rules, so we may as well do yeah. it again. Haz, we're bigger now. Appreciate <laughs> 30 people listen to us, not eight. <laughs> 31. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, um, next up, uh, another email, I believe, Jonah. Now, you remember, I can't remember, has you took care of this segment? Jamie Ryan was our local sporting hero at yeah, one point. Yeah. Poor guy's been copping some flack on social media because of his appearance on the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Oh, you're kidding? Uh, Brisbane Premier League, a uh, couple of Facebook posts, which Gary will be involved in. A um, couple of Facebook posts on Brisbane Premier League saying, like, who's this hero, like, you know, the local sporting hero player going to be? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And all these people have been going, it must be Jamie Ryan. After <laughs> 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 After he's given himself a rap on the podcast. That's good. No, no, I love it. But the, the, the funniest thing is I've stalked these guys that are, that are writing it just to work it out. They're from his club. Perfect. <laughs> That's magnificent. So, I love it. Uh, but this man, Jonah, he's actually not from the same club. He wrote in, I was recently listening to the last episode and one segment in particular caught my attention. You can imagine what segment that was. Local sporting hero. This was because of the fact that I was actually on the opposition team. I was an opening batter uh, when mm-hmm. JR was bowling to us. While JR's stats were remarkable indeed, I would like to come forward and set the record straight, put a bit of perspective to this seemingly marvellous performance from the ex-first grade left-arm pace bowler. Pace. Pace Pace is generous Generous, as well, John. As one of the more experienced players in the side, yet also having to catch a lift with one of the four players in the side who had their piece. (laughs) We turned up early to see an absolute goat track of a pitch. It was a swamp. The rest of the team eventually turned up with a lift from their mothers. To put it plainly, the average age of our batting lineup was about 16. Don't get me wrong, JR bowled some absolute seeds, but just wanted to shed some light on the shorter than length delivery swinging into the right-hander and bouncing up at the chest on a wet track okay. <laughs> that he was dishing out to 16-year-olds. All in all, good to finally have a laugh at the appalling end to our season. Sort <laughs> <laughs> so, of the way, isn't it? As soon as you get like brought up by a lot of people, then there's always more people bringing you down, isn't there? There's That's people true. that are happy to bring you down. Yeah, there's always be plenty. And the thing is about this podcast, we're always happy to support people bringing you down. (laughs) So we will provide a platform for both. Don't feel like it's exclusively support here. Anytime that you want to tear people down, Mm -hmm. we're happy to have you on the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Now the final one, Gody, I think you've loved this, the ear to the ground segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Simmons played against your old man who has uh, come up with the podcast a couple of times for his cricketing Mm -hmm. prowess, would you say? Or lack thereof. (laughs) Lack thereof. I just caught up with him. Uh, and pre-recorded this little chat. Excellent. Simmons, thank you very much for joining me. Obviously, a listener of the We Got The Chocolates podcast, you'd be aware that uh, Andrew Goaty's dad, Steve, we do probably give him some stick, really, for his cricketing calibre. I uh, understand that you played against him in a fixture recently. Is that correct? 
Yeah, very recently. Um, this is also in the same fixture uh, where I forgot my playing pants. Um, just do you want to do you want to start with that story? Actually, <laughs> lead with that if you want, Lee. Um, so yeah, just a standard standard uh, game in middle division sub district, which equates to about eighth or ninth grade. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just a standard day. Picked up my double sausage rolls, double double Maximus from the servo, nice. um, chomping into them, and then open up the old uh, the old cricket bag to see. Two shirts, but but no pants. Um, <laughs> so yeah, rather than um, you know, rather than be driven to Chermside by one of the boys, we were we were quickly out in the field, um, and I spent yeah, the preceding fifty-seven overs until we bowled valleys out, fielding in uh, fielding in stubbies. I was going to say, so when I was young, I remember I used to wear like white shorts, but I understand that that's probably not what you had access to, given that you'd forgot your pants entirely were they a sort of a lululemon special or anything built for athletic wear or was it uh far more troublesome than that no no i'd say i'd say far more troublesome uh ill-fitting <laughs> navy stubbies with the drawstring removed um for obvious reasons um i was informed that it did pr- improve my mobility around the infield is a larger person. um but barring that it was a pretty pretty difficult day all around um was 26 not overnight again bang in shorts that's not a bad effort that's for sure far far better than i would have expected now obviously uh 26 not overnight uh you then come back the following week you are faced with the task of trying to dismantle a bowling attack led by none other than andrew Gody's old man steve uh, and how did that go for you I'd say middling to poor uh, if i'm honest with you lee that the uh the run certainly flowed a lot freer from the other end um, with Godie's, you know, right arm drifters um, there on a there on a ten cent piece, pretty much every delivery. Um, but you know, managed to score, managed to score pretty freely from the other end um, until you know one of the other, let's say, elder statesmen of the Valley Sub Districts team um, made a suggestion that, that Steve come uh, right arm around and through. Uh, so in a in an effort to try and you know get on with the score, and I've tried to hit him from Chermside back to Cooparoo, and uh, ended up picking me bales up off the ground. <laughs> oh, that's magnificent, man. He certainly listens to the podcast. I can't wait till he gets to hear this one. Thank you so much for your time, Simmons. It is your debut on the Wig at the Chocolates podcast. Certainly won't be your last appearance. Thank you, man. Cheers, Lethal. Can't wait till next time. Any thoughts? No, you had the absolute right idea, Simmons. Like it's it, look, it's fruit. Let's be honest. <laughs> and it would have yeah, on a tense, I'm, I'm assuming he's a right-handed batter. It would have beat him through the gate. Then would have been the outside edge. It wouldn't have spun. <laughs> he didn't go into detail. No. He didn't let me know how he actually missed the ball. I don't think he would know. He probably was looking up yeah. in the air. Oh, at the same he was time. looking at Cooper. Right. Yeah. I was surprised that Steve had the ball down there with enough pace to knock off the bales. Oh, like, look, we give him a hard time. He's actually not the worst. No, he's not. He's, well. Second worst. <laughs> nah, it, it, nah it, he's not the worst at all. We do uh, give him a hard time, okay. but that's a, that's a cracker story. We've only ever given him that's a hard good. time about his throwing arm. His yeah. bowling, we've always said, is it's serviceable. Mirror Litherin like, and by that he means <laughs> like he's off spin and spins like Mulleris Duzra the other way. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Fantastic. Uh, how about that input from our listeners? That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And uh, we've got some more input from, from followers this time. I, uh, I put out a question about which sport has the biggest homegrown advantage, uh, home ground more so, advantage uh, on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Oh, has that actually came after another really important question was put out on our Instagram <laughs> story as well, actually? Yes, about your Velcro wallet. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. What about that the support is. for the Velcro? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can do some support there. Wow, that's a nice sound. Notice there's no freaking money in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is that a moth? <laughs> Why is there dust in there? <laughs> so Velcro has yeah. you, you can get out of that. Yeah, you? I, I gave you some support as well myself. I so Gaddy, you're not a fan, obviously. Ah, uh, just, uh, I don't know what you want from me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's safer. The money's not going to fall out as easily as one with no Velcro, is there's it? No money in there, has mate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there's there's been, I guess, a lot of talk recently about how cricket, you know, the home teams in cricket have a big home ground advantage and a lot of our listeners and followers did give cricket as their answer, so that's fair enough. Uh, however, I got a couple of answers saying surfing and, and this is what actually got brought the question to my mind because recently there's been a World Surf League competition in Newcastle and Newcastle local Morgan Siblick uh, came third. He's a rookie on tour, second event. You know, nobody, no one knows who he, who he is. And um, he knocked out probably the best surfer in the world, John John Florence, along the way. So massive effort to, to do as well as he did. But that home ground advantage, uh, knowing where to sit in the water, what waves to take, helped him. So surfing, I think, is a, a definitely a very big one. Uh, you see it all around the world. Uh, but then, yeah, a few of our listeners have written in. Dan Kranich, uh, I think, had a bit of a dig at us at Redlands Cricket by saying Toomble Cricket Club when Lynn and Renshaw are available, uh, referring to the fact that they beat us uh, and everyone else there at Toomble this year in the T20s. Yes, they did. What happens when they're not there, though? <laughs> yeah, it's another <laughs> story, isn't it? They actually oh, were pretty no, good. They very well, actually, very, very well. <laughs> they made the finals this year, but oh, honestly, yeah. how are you meant to beat them when... Oh, I think Renner's got the hundred, like massive hundred. Renner's got a big one last but year, didn't he? Then Chris Lynn got... Four hundreds in the next four games yeah. is going to be pretty tough to beat. Kept hitting him to yeah. his own house. Yeah, that's right. He's all of insurance claims. Is it two double hundreds against Redland as well? Yeah. If, if you could stop doing that, <laughs> be nice. I'd be all about <laughs> that. Just wipe that out for a minute, Chris, if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a pretty good crack though from Crana. Yeah. 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 We had a few comments saying New Zealand playing rugby at Eden Park. That yep. is uh, definitely oh, yeah. a big advantage uh, they well, seem to have well, there. When did the Wallabies last beat them there? When Moses was playing fullback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been years, years and years. And I think a similar reason some people said soccer for the for the fans, the chanting that the uh, the fans have at those home soccer grounds in, in England and stuff mm. like that, mm. uh, which is fair enough. I mean, I guess uh, for me, the playing conditions can't be that different. It's just still the same size field and the same ball and everything. So it must be that. But someone has written in, Beck said, if you know the bobble, you score goals. So she thinks knowing the grass and how it bounces at your home ground gives you an advantage. Is that right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've never considered that. <laughs> I don't think anyone but Beck has. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Danny yeah. said water polo. What do you reckon about water polo? Home ground advantage. I can't understand. <laughs> do you know where the thicker, shallow parts of the Thicker water. <laughs> saltier water. More chlorine. More chlorine. I feel like they're taking the piss out of us there. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, my favourite one of the lot, I reckon. Hide and seek. Oh, this good. is actually a belt. This is true. And obviously not this, that, Mitchell. No, no, that's no, no, no. I wish I could take credit of that. That's good. <laughs> that's very true. Hide and seek on an yeah. away game with your away strip. That's not yeah. what you're after. Uh, that's a tough day. I hid from my grandparents when I was three when they were looking after me and like like hid for three hours and didn't come out because like, I thought they'd call <laughs> me and like they were calling me to like, you know, trick me to come out. But like then my nan had to like drive to the bank where dad was working because they couldn't find me. They thought I'd like escape the house. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that would be the dream babysitting gig. So like hide and seek. You hide for three yeah. hours. You beauty. Yeah, but they, they, they proper panicked. Oh, they were they, actually panicked. They panicked like, as in like had to drive to the bank. Like one of them drove to the bank so we can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good hiding. Yeah. Nicholas reckons lawn bowls. And uh, Max has croquet. A lot of very odd sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a question okay. in there. Like so along this theme like we all play club cricket in Brisbane what club ground in Brisbane do you reckon 
Uni. You reckon uni? Oh. I, I say Ipswich. Oh, yeah, fair. Mm. Is that for the the temperature? The, well, just, yeah, it's the hotter, it's, you know, a bit slow, it spins a bit. They usually play two or three spinners and, you know, don't tend to play spin that well up here. I, I reckon Ipswich. Okay. Oh, I'm never maybe maybe even the not. coast. Once maybe with big the drives, you yeah. drive a long way, it's yeah. never fun. You know, yeah. Bad uh, mindset. I'm trying to think of like, oh, sunny we, coast? We rarely win games at West. I feel like mm. West have always, like with their, when they're good quick supplying, mm. they have mm. like a little ridge on, on the, the corrugated wicket. iron. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That makes it pretty hard mm. to bat. Yeah, and I was I was wondering why like so there is such a big home ground advantage in in a lot of sports. Mm. Most teams win at home, but not away. I mean, maybe the weather conditions in some sports, maybe the the fans getting behind them. But surely nowadays, most professional athletes can play in all conditions. They can block out the no- noise of the fans. Like, why well, is it so significant? Well, especially in like the big games, like the league and the AFL for us. Like, you think of like the AFL, you know, so many Victorian teams, the league, there's so many Sydney teams. So they're, they're actually going away. Every second week, like you uh, play, you can be at home for four weeks in a row. Like if you share a home ground with someone, yeah, it's like a fifteenth club that you have to have in the bag, though, isn't it? Your ability to <laughs> mentally just get over those little good, good golf reference. Very yeah. good. I think we were talking about it all weekend, actually, on the Basley like preparation for his mm. wedding. Have the fifteenth club. Having the fifteenth club because we we're watching the Masters, obviously, mm. such a mental thing. It's like, I'm pretty much sure every team you're in, the coach will always say at the start of the season, let's make our home ground mm, our fortress. No. Or how are we supposed to play better at home than yeah, anywhere else? Like, I don't know. The Lions have always said that about the Gabba being the Gabatoire. Mm. No one wants to go there. And then they got beaten in round one. So that really wasn't, great. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a great omen for yeah. how the rest of the season well, has gone thus far. And I think the Brisbane yeah. Heat have uh, lost more games at home than they have away the last few years. So yeah, that's, really, yeah, that's, that's not ideal. A bad home ground record. Okay, Good away though. <laughs> Good away from home. Oh, well, let's still make it a fortress though. Yep, next year. Next Next year. year. (laughs) Start again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right. I think I'm up, and uh, yes. I was meant to have a fantastic Skin Stats little segment for that discussion. This, is my, this is my favourite segment of the whole show, your Skin Stats. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you get to just go rogue. Is it because of this? Yeah. I'm a stat, man. I love how I had a little blowout in there. What yeah, is that you about? really panicked. <laughs> I really panicked. Have you, by the way, ever Surely we could have done more than one take of that. Nah. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> we, we saved them all for Go's guest. That was the best of <laughs> Have you ever tried to ask Siri to play that song, by the way? No. Nah. That's elite. I'll try to do it for you here. Okay. Hey, Siri. Play Scatman. Here's Scatman's Ski Bar Bop Bar Dop Bop by Scatman John. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, all right. So I've already been distracted from your segment. But um, as I was saying, so I was meant to have a bunch of stats about the home ground advantage and there was a massive communication breakdown completely on my part and I've instead prepared a skin sound segment about Brownlow medals. <laughs> <laughs> At least you actually got asked that. I mean, yeah, yeah we, have, we have been asked that. Ah, right. um, I got a message in our, in our message box, I suppose. That's where you get messages asking... Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly about how sort of brown low medals tend to be won by midfielders. They weren't uh, they weren't really stoked about that. I think the ABC um, posted an article about it actually, and they were sort of you know saying that should they change the system so that there's more sort of you know bloody tall forwards winning the brown low medal and stuff like that. Yeah, this was brought about it. because Taylor Walker has kicked like he's like leading the Coleman by ages at the moment. He's had like a rejuvenated start to the season after yeah. Yeah, much yeah. people saying that he stinks for the last three years, and so everyone was going like. He could win the brown though. Like, when was the last time that happened, sort of thing. So I think that's where it sort of came from as well. That question. Yeah, but I look at that argument. Like, you look at the league. Like, Brett Morris is like miles ahead of the try scoring. Mm. Like, he's not winning Dally M. You yeah, know what I mean, like, he's like, not the most influential player on the field. Yeah, I agree. Right. Like, I think that's he, what they're saying about yeah. Taylor Walker. Though, yeah, that he probably is needs other people to get the job done yeah. for him to obviously do what he's doing. Oh, really that's a good well. point. So. Sorry, skin. No, you going skin? Right. You going well? it. Um, yeah, so I had a look into both the Brownlow and the Dalian medals. Um, and the Brownlow over, I think there's, I think there's been 107 medals, uh, and 43% of them have been won by a midfielder. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty dominant. Um, it was, it was actually a lot more sort of scattered or spread out early doors because I think that was going back to like 1924 or something. Um, you look at that as well though, like. Back in those days, like forwards were kicking hundred plus goal seasons. Like that just doesn't happen anymore either. Yeah. So like that's probably why it's a bit more forward yeah. centric, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would make that would make some sense. And I was surprised by how many Ruckman won it. Um, I think I think Ruckman is like the next, like the next biggest after midfielders with like twelve Ruckman have won it. Won the Brownlow over the years. It was um, not for a while. I think the last Ruckman was oh, well. Goody can probably tell me. We found out that Goody's got this weird talent of knowing. Everything ever. That's right. Literally just memorized every winner. That's a good spreadsheet. Yeah, nice little spreadsheet. Anyways, last last Ruckman was in at 1992. Scott Wind and um. Oh yeah. So so the Brownlow has been like (laughs) his name was. He's got wind. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Wind. Wind. Got the wind at his back. No wonder he won the Brownlow. Kicking both ways. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and so so the way that the Brownlow has been counted has been changed quite a few times over the years. It's uh, does anyone know more about that than I do, Lee? Or anyone? So, so it's absolutely at the moment, more. it's uh, the umpires give yeah. a three-two-one vote. So there's I six it votes. Always been like that, is it not? No, it hasn't. There was, I think it it was originally like that, and then they swapped to two umpires give that, and there were twelve votes. Oh no, originally it was just one vote per game. Umpires, well, I think it was the best umpires who just voted best. for one person. Yeah. yeah. So at the start, people were winning with like, you know like seven votes or whatever. Um, then they went to the twelve vote system, and then I think it was nineteen seventy eight. They brought it back to the six vote system mm-hmm. that we've currently got. Um, so you would have thought that there would be a correlation there, but it wasn't until really like nineteen ninety four, I think, where it started getting like really dominated by midfielders. Every year since has been won by someone who either plays in the midfield or the midfield slash forward basically mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that uh they wanted uh, the question sort of asked us a little bit about clubs and stuff like that as well uh, and i can confirm that sydney the S- sydney swans who were south melbourne i believe well, there yes. won the most okay. with 14 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and they're followed by Footscrace, who are now western bulldogs, western bulldogs and st kilda have both won 10 collingwood have won nine Port Adelaide have won zero. Does that sound right? They have won a flag. Yeah, well, 2004. Wanganeen 
played for Port, but he didn't win the Brownlow at Port. I think he won it, won it when he was at Essendon, I think. Yeah, 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 that rings a bell. Mm-hmm. So they've won zero. Adelaide Crows have won one. Gold Coast have won one, thanks to old Gary Ablett. Gary, yeah. Big man. Um, oh, here's something I found interesting that the person didn't ask me about at all, but mm-hmm. I just found interesting. I was looking at, so I was going through, oh, so <laughs> the the Daily M was quite nice. It just, you know, every to, every winner, it just gave me a, a list of what position they played. The the Brownlow was not quite as nice, I assume, because people play a little bit all over the shop. So I had to sort of like go through and find out where they were playing. Um, so I was reading about these bloody 107 different footy players and writing through their positions and started writing, you know, like midfielder slash forward or whatever. So I started taking note of uh, how many double position players there were. And I think it was like 25% of the Brownlows have been won by people who have a dual, yeah, double position player, which, I don't know, doesn't sound phenomenal. But looking at the all the players currently listed for this season, which you know, I assume would be... I don't know, somewhat similar to something that the AFL has looked like over the last however many years. It's only 15% of players. So, you know, there's a big old difference there. That's yeah. noticeable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they get the touches in the midfield and they sort of put the polish on up forward, like guys like Martin and then like Dangerfield, obviously, poles, poles yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Even Ablett when he was at Gold Coast, like sort of floated yeah. everywhere. So. Fife yeah, yeah. goes forward. Fife goes going. forward, yeah. yeah. Correct. Fife has, he's like the only current player and maybe one of only two players who have more votes than games played. That's cool. Yeah. So you know, also, additionally, not part of the segment, Nat Five kicked zero goals six on the weekend. Nice. And then stayed behind and did extra kicking 30 minutes after the that's game. That's a real multi-killer, that too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Very, uh, <laughs> he be getting some aggressive messages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zero Nat Five to get wow, 30 yeah. and kick a goal. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Should <laughs> count. Well, he kicked six points. Yeah, that's right. Zero right. six. Just one six goal. Kicks. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that for the the brown though, and then it's sort of a similar story with the Dalian really. Uh, between halfback, fullback, and five eight, uh, have won thirty four out of forty two Dalians, eighty oh. percent. So yeah, pretty pretty significant. And I don't think a front row has ever won. I probably don't even know there's an award. Mm. <laughs> nah, but Tom Lolo won it. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> Your reaction, Tom. Tom Lolo won it. Lock. Yep, yeah, uh, yeah. Like he plays lock. sort of front rowerish style of play, I guess. Sort of tucks the ball. For, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, yeah. A couple second rowers have won it, mm-hmm. um, and then clubs Parramatta, Cowboys, and Storm have all are all at the top with five winners each. Uh, four of the Cowboys are Jonathan Thurston. Mm-hmm. Genuine question: When the Storm had all their flags and they obviously lost them for the salary cap breach, mm-hmm. did? Dally M winners lose their award for those years as well. Uh, I don't know. Skin. It's, it's nearly harder to get a Dally M if your teams well, run the flag because there's probably multiple people that had really taken both off each other. Well, right. and yeah. well, but along that line, Joe Watson obviously lost his brand low. Yeah, when, that's with what I was Essendon, to, yeah, yeah, with Essendon supplement center. So, oh, yeah, might, right. might be one for skin stats. Uh, well, I'm trying to look on the run, and I'm thinking mm. that not. Cameron Smith got one in 06 and yeah. 17. So who Kirk won in 2007 and 9? Well, Thurston won in 2007. Maybe they didn't win the Dahlia. Yeah. They might in not 2009. That might be right. Well, 2009's not. Oh, that's a dual winner unless it's a win. 2009. Jared, Jared Hayne. Oh, yeah. no, so that's wouldn't. the Hayne plan. So it wouldn't have affected yep. them at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, that's that. Well done, Skin. Skin. That was good. Yeah, got through that reasonably unscathed too. Mm-hmm. You only interrupted a few times. Thanks. Uh, we're trying to make it easier for you, Skin. We yeah. always reflect on our performance. We do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. That's a conscious decision. Go to you. Want to jump off the back of the NRL? Yeah, I'd love to. Boys, lots of talk at the moment about the the new rules, particularly on social media, on Twitter. I, sort of, I quite like getting on Twitter and sort of having a, a lot, you know, look at what people are whinging about. Um, 
for those unaware, obviously the new rules with the six again. Um, so anytime there's an infringement, there's what's Lee doing over there? Anytime there's sort of an infringement, they're sort of waving six again. Um, unless it's foul place, unless you get whacked in the head or something like that. Generally, they're waving six again. Um, so they've also brought in an 80th man as a concussion sub as well, very recently, only this That's round. real recent, isn't it? Yeah. Like so, mid-season. Yeah, so effectively what happens is you have to have three players fail their HIA or have one player, uh, let's say I high shot you, Lee, and you're knocked out, um, the 80th man can come in for you. Basically. Foul play. Foul play, basically. So if, if, so I, if I get put on report... You can get an eighth man concussion. Isn't so. it? Isn't right. it sin binned or sent off? I don't think it's on report. Well, it might, it might I think be. it's only sin binned yeah. or sent off. Which is, I think, what wrestle end up doing. They'll probably find a way to try and put people in the bin if they think it's that bad. Which is probably fair enough too. Oh, are, are you guys a fan of the new rules? What do you guys reckon? I like the I like the six again one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just in terms of getting the the speed of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah I I definitely like the fact that mm. that probably there's some instant reward for because you do see quite often and probably less. I mean, more time when it's actually attacking the line. But you have definitely seen in the past where people are just happy to give away a penalty because they yeah. need a breather. Yeah. Like they're yeah. out, on their, out on their feet completely. So I think it definitely eliminates that because mm-hmm. if you're doing that, then really it's probably getting more towards professional yeah. fair territory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to find a loophole with the the concussion sub one, the 18th mm-hmm. man. So I think that's fair enough. You know, yep. there's, there's no, no easy way around it. Yep. Um, the speed of the game, it's, it's awesome to watch, but geez, the boys are out in their feet. Yeah. feet. I feel sorry for them. It's, well, it's tough well, work. Well, that's, and that's sort of what we're sort of getting to. But so like, there's been, like Ben Hunt came out recently and sort of spoke out about, this, I guess, the safety aspect. Now, obviously, he's got much more of an educated opinion than what we've all got. He's, he's right on the forefront of it as well. So, um, and you know, it probably hasn't been received as well as maybe what they like. But so the two factors that I guess are concerning are the injuries and the concussions that we're sort of seeing, you know, it's been pretty sort of prevalent the last first few rounds. Um, and the other one that the blowout score lines between the good teams and the bad teams have been, you know, there's been a lot of lopsided games where teams have been by 30 plus. So um, like we obviously don't like seeing players injured and concussed, but I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of new rules and, f- and I actually think, Nothing shit me more than when teams would deliberately give away penalties. And mm. you'd find it quite often be, uh, let's say the not good teams, the Cronullas, the Canterbury's, who would just need to slow the game down because they would just won't be able to keep up, basically. so Well, maybe, like, uh, what if you say, go back to what they used to do or mm. just make a new, more interchanges so the game's still fast, mm. but give more interchanges so the players are rotated off more so it's still a fast game, it's still... I think I think the whole idea of it wasn't necessarily speed up. I think they wanted to just keep the ball in play more. So it wasn't necessarily speed is what they were, I guess, yeah. going for. So, like, how I would sort of, I would actually instruct the refs to give less six again. So what happens then is you actually get – you're not actually having to defend eight tackles every second set because they're blind six again all the time. You're actually you're only doing five and then you kick returners do the job. So, like, the forwards at the moment aren't really doing that much – as much work as they used to because the outside backs you'll find are doing a lot more work um, you know, coming out of yards and stuff like that. But in regards to like the blowout scores, like I just I hate it when we do it as a country. We're you know, quite tall poppy around yeah, here. You, you know what I mean? So how I sort of said, like why should teams, you know, good teams like Penrith and, you know, who have developed talent, who have developed the whole roster, like most of their roster debuted at the club. So, and now they're at their peak performance. So they're, they're the best team in the comp at the moment. They should, probably should have won it last year. Why should they be sort of brought back down to the level, whereas other clubs, and I'll use Canterbury as an example again, who have managed their roster so poorly, who have, haven't have developed talent and then had to go out and buy 
talent for overs. Why should they? Why should we, as a game, sort of try and bring them together by trying to bring Penrith down rather than trying to the other clubs actually getting better? And it comes down to the clubs, not the rules, in my opinion. So, um, I don't like I said. I I actually am a huge fan, and I, I think if there is blowout scores, it should actually be an eye opener to clubs going, "Hey, shit, we're off the mark here." We didn't actually pull our finger out. So. Do you think the NRL would see it that way, or would the NRL be looking at it going, we'd love to see closer competition? I, mean, I think ideally they'd love to see it, but I think Volandis is so good at his job. Like I, Even with the concussion rule, so he's brought it in where, okay, you need three... Like, you need three fart HIAs. Like, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen that much. But I think in the back of his head, it's going, oh, well, I'll keep a lot of people happy here by bringing this person in. Yeah. Right? But let's be honest. The game is about... It's about managing fatigue. It's about, you know, that courageous effort when you shouldn't be on the field. Like, I hate to see it artificially manufactured where it's like, oh, well, you know, you can come in, like, oh, play with 19 players now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you don't get the stories of, you know, 89 where Bobby Linder broken, you know, Alfie Langer broken leg, Queensland won an origin with 13 men basically on the ground. Wally Lewis, you know, steered around the park. Like, you don't hear that anymore because, oh, we'll just get some kid in there for, off the bench like, as their 21st man. Like you know that for me that that would destroy the product in my opinion. So the one the rule you didn't mention that I think is really good too is the the trainer rule. Like they have to if the trainer puts up their hand to stop the game, mm-hmm. that player has, has to go to off go the off. field. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because the trainers are stopping the game less. The player just can't sit down and oh, try and for cold play. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I agree. I, I I think they're I give them a, a big tick the new rules. And like I said, coaches will try and figure out a way to I guess get away around it. But I just I would hate to see worse teams and you know be sort of given a leg up by sort of bringing other teams down rather than actually figuring out their shit themselves so yeah agreed all right thank you Gody. um moving on i've got a little bit of well i haven't really got that much news but something to talk about from the weekend well, you might have some news from what i've heard mm. oh <laughs> lighter in the back pocket <laughs> <laughs> no no uh yeah so for anyone who doesn't get that joke yet because i didn't get to finish my sentence uh we went to a wedding <laughs> lee and i went to went to a wedding on saturday for the big man james Baisley, who some will remember uh was an early founder of the we got the chocolates podcast he involved was, in yeah. maybe our first seven episodes before uh, has made his, his first appearance yeah Something i think like that. he started it and then quit within the first yeah, 10 episodes quit very early <laughs> doors, really got to get on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Needed yeah. a bit more time to work on the relationship, and clearly he ticked that box. So well done. Yeah. So pretty much, we essentially made sure that they stayed together. Yeah. yeah exactly. Same for right. us as we make your skin. Yeah. Huge. Mm. Anyways, so yeah, that's that. We went to a wedding and I sort of just thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about some of the best bits from it. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I think Lethal might have already posted some photos from the weekend so you can see that sort of the location was a highlight. It was a pretty nice little spot. The weather was good after a few weeks of rain. Not that many people actually eye off the location skin except for those people who are also looking at getting married. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, good point. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Why do you have a pamphlet of that in your back pocket? <laughs> it's really weird that you came with a notepad yeah. skin. <laughs> Talking about the photos from the wedding, gee, you're looking big in that in that suit, that sh- shirt and suit. Well, What's going on there? You're bursting out of the shirt. Please, you brought that up, up everywhere. I did go to the gym four times last week, so I just don't think they allowed for that in my um in the oh, shirt yeah. fitting. Yeah, nice fellow, cool. Jim. 
I'll just build muscle that quickly, I think. But yeah, the only way I'm actually it. able to do that has, by the way, I should actually make mention of, this is important, um, is just I would put it down to the nitrates in the beetroot elixir. Has, to be honest, I would suggest uh, that's made that happen. They Alchemy Cordials Australia have reformulated the Beyond Beetroot elixir uh, in pursuit of the perfect blend. So I would say that that's probably what that's down to you would think who would have thought yeah. beyond beetroot elixir from alchemy cordials australia well, i mean i have been you. trying to tell you for a long mm. time to be fair yeah. so you said yeah. you keep sending me texts about it as well it's unbelievable well, it's funny because that's the that's the one drink that you really don't rate in fact you sprayed our sponsor about it oh yeah remember when you did that thanks <laughs> yeah. yeah but that happened yeah, really. to anyone no that put our relationship back <laughs> <laughs> we were at, we were up here and then goatee sprayed them in there yeah. we didn't know that was a sponsor at the time <laughs> no you didn't nope <laughs> <laughs> would have been worth checking yeah Anyway, if you, if you would like to, sorry guys, just get your hand on some of that uh, Beyond Beetroot as well, you can do that via visiting the website, which is alchemycordial.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I've got an exciting announcement this week. We always say that you can use our discount code, which is WGTC10, when you get to the checkout. That gets you, obviously, 10% off. It also gets you free shipping from this week onwards. Beautiful, Ooh, which is cool, yeah, right. especially for Stefan, who <laughs> paid the seven dollars for it to go to the next street. <laughs> it's Huge news! Is that Steph who did that? Yeah, uh, it's not the brightest spark. No. Yeah. Uh, a few dollars yeah. short of a Yahtzee. So free shipping as well with that discount code, guys. So you need to go and try that if you want to look like the Incredible Hulk. Thanks for bringing that up, House. No worries, anytime. Yeah, very good. Yeah, thank, thank you for the interruption, Hazel. I'll anyway, just uh, jump back, back to onto the wedding, if you don't mind. So yeah, that was that was you know all those sorts of nice little highlights you would have seen from the photos. Um, uh, otherwise, there was also Lee's emceeing, which I I thought was a, a highlight. I'd never you've never seen me. I've, yeah, no, I was I was surprised. I you know you've emceed however many weddings now, and I've emceed Gody's wedding. Yeah, wasn't invited. Thanks, Gad. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's been quite a few of those apparently, and I've just just never seen you in action. I've heard good things for many years, and uh, never been there to witness it. But yeah, I was I was impressed. Well done. It was it, it makes sense. You, uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense, doesn't it? You're a good public speaker. You're not nothing like me. You weren't that sort of cringy. You're quite comfortable. Well, it's quite it funny. A couple of people came up to me at the wedding and go, <laughs> James Basley's uh, cousins. I think Nick and Brad their names. Um, and they came up and said, how come, how come you're insane? We thought Mitch would get the gig for sure. He's the lead man. You just stand there and do nothing, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we were, I was actually at a wedding, and speaking of MCs, we were, I was at a wedding out um, probably the back end of last year, and uh, the groom's cousin was doing the wedding. It was a crackerjack wedding. And anyway, all Broncos supporters, Broncos were on that night as well. So unfortunate timing, obviously. But he had his um, phone plugged into the, I guess, the audio system that was sort of going in around. Um Unfortunately, the Broncos were playing on his phone, so during most of the speeches, you could hear the commentary of Andrew Voss over the um, over the whole sort of like um, PA system. As the yeah, it was quite unfortunate actually. Oh, it's just a real, just sort of like, do we say something? <laughs> just let it go. Shoulder arms. Yeah, play on. Well, I they this, lost, by the way. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, that would have really improved the mood. Yeah. <laughs> that. Um, yeah. But we, I thought the speeches were a highlight for our. Yeah, for Basley's wedding. Yeah, yeah, speeches in general were quite good. I thought they were all crackers, few few little tear jokers and stuff, and then obviously plenty of funny moments as well. Um, Baze's brother, I thought, was impressive. I haven't, haven't, oh, I wouldn't yeah. have seen him publicly speak either. He's, he's a funny man in general, though. But yeah, but he was yeah. good. He um 
I can't, I can't remember exactly how he worded it. I'm not going to do it justice. Probably just wait for the wedding video. But he, he got up there and was saying, you know, how much of a, a nice day it is. It's so emotional to get there and, and stand next to someone that you've admired for so long and you look up to, you know, and you're sort of sort of leading. You think he's going to say, you know, it's real nice to be next to my, my big brother, you know. And he goes, Manus, ever since your test taper, mate, <laughs> always been a hero of mine. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's you just can't well catch that. <laughs> That was great. Green. That was a cracker. Um, and then and then Manu got up and made a speech as well, and he, he opted for the poem, um, which was you know that's fine. I, I was expecting choice, it because yeah. like he would openly tell you that reading's not his strong point. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't expecting it, but I think yeah. it, it did good. It was a good Adam, little poem. Absolutely yeah. delivered one for the yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah, very he, well. Done. He showed me his bullet points on Thursday night. He's like, "Well, what do you reckon of these?" I was like, "Yeah, it's, that's good bullet points." Mm. I'm mm. a bit worried about the like if that's the speech that's. You know, I was sort of obviously not saying that, filling in with bulk confidence. Like, mm. yeah, man, that's going to be good. But mm. I was in the back of my mind, I was going like, geez, that needs some work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he polished it up unbelievably. Well done. He did. Yeah. Um, and he, he sort of had one little line in the poem that was possibly a bit controversial, quite well received. Um, Brought the house down for 10 minutes. Yeah. He started his speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. He, uh, so, yeah, he's, it's a poem. He's going through rhyming words as you do in a poem generally just last syllable of each line i suppose and he says something about <laughs> babes being the big man getting getting the right muscles to flex because tonight he's having sex for those that don't very, understand the significance yeah, of that very basically, religious crowd yeah, basically, basically it's obviously has waited like no sex before marriage so that's a quite a key pivotal what a key pivotal moment in your life, I would think. And people that sort of danced around it, you know, like it's weddings, you always do this sort of innuendo a little bit of like, oh, you know, busy night, <laughs> blah, 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 like that sort of thing. <laughs> Manus just no, delivered it. Straight to the point. Straight <laughs> between really the eyes. Right in there. The crowd just lost the plot. Yeah. <laughs> he was the last speech of the night, so everyone's a couple of beers deep by the way. Yeah, Correct. Uh, definitely. Good, good amount of liquidation, I think, mm. which would have helped. It went down unbelievably, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, yeah, that was that was the real highlights for me. Lethal, you got anything else to add there? Uh, I the MC was pretty good. Did you mention that? I did mention that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to give you a piece of. Oh well, we got feedback, like criticism, oh, criticism, good. I suppose. But just just ask you what went on. You you made a joke and said, that <laughs> oh, yeah. get halfway through the joke and then. People who are just listening aren't going to be able to see this, but I just did this and then gave the punchline. And yeah. the microphone was yeah. nowhere near your mouth. I've literally, I've literally gone like this. So I've like got up there and gone, hey, uh, my friend, my friend has got a butler at home, actually. Yeah. Whole left arm is missing. Yeah. Serves him right. But like set it outside the microphone. Yeah, like nowhere near the microphone. <laughs> literally just realized that no one could hear me. That's like, a shame because ah, that's a beauty. I know, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm literally, I, don't, I panicked. I don't even know what I said. I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I'd probably say the punchline in the microphone, you idiot. That's yeah. a real trap for young MCs out there. Yeah. And then I've sort of recovered a little bit. But yeah, it was my best one liner. I've just gone, Serves him right. There's no one could hear it. Speaking, it. speaking of the mic, mate. Yeah, that's right. I've, I'll tell you the other thing that I, was my highlight skin on. You've genuinely tried to upstage the groom with what your your outfit. I'll try and get some oh. try and get some content on social media. Skin would just uh, every table you walked around to was just how good your brother look? How good your brother look? He's got rocking a bloody peaky blinders, three piece suit. You look good, buddy. <laughs> he was outstanding. Yeah. Best on ground, best dressed. But you probably don't want to be when it's not your wedding. No. Your melon was looking lovely and shiny too oh that gosh, evening. Gosh, that was gleaming. That would have gone reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I saw myself in a photo. 
Oh, that was a hot box though, wasn't it, Skin? It was. Yeah, it was, a warm day. Yeah. It was and you you were forced to wear your jacket up in the in the sun. Like I was standing hotter than the jacket room. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well that's true. Yeah. But um we actually wanted to catch up with Baze. We were gonna call him tonight, but um this is not his honeymoon, so mm. we're doing other stuff, I think. Yeah. That's where the expression yeah. stiffer than a honeymoon has comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so just I don't think he's trying that out. From all reports, I don't know. Can't confirm what yeah, or not. Yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah, that's the, that's the dancing around. Anyway, yeah. that is all we have time for. <laughs> On episode 84 of the podcast, thank you so much for listening. If you are in your car and you're thinking, geez, I would love to, I don't know why I keep saying in your car, you can listen wherever you want. Um, but if you are listening and you're thinking, geez, I've got some gear that the boys would really appreciate that they'd love to get around, where can they do that, guys? Uh, the website would be a good place to start. You can uh, leave a voice recording if you wanted to, or you can just find a little sort of submission box uh, that'll send us an email. And you can also find links to all our social media. So do that. Do that indeed. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, wherever you listen, please uh, give us a rating, ideally five star. And, um, and a review would be awesome as well. I think our last review on Apple wasn't like it was back in December last year. Yeah, so it's been a while. So that would yeah. be extra special if you left a review. That'll definitely stand out and we'll see it. So yeah, you're really that. not listening, let's be honest. So listen to the end part. Yeah, if you could just hear that. That must outro. be wrapping up, Has, yeah. before you say that, I reckon. Because otherwise, people would follow your instructions. You were captain of Queensland under 19, so your leadership skills are right up there. Downhill from there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna listen. Gody, you've got a, a nice shirt on tonight. I do. You gave it to me. <laughs> I don't know what you want for me. <laughs> well, literally, one time you're actually just gonna do that properly. Yeah. So go to the website. Go to the website, buy a shirt and some other stuff. It's winter, buy a jumper. Maybe a beanie as Ooh, well. Oh, beanie. beanie. Yeah, yes. that, oh, we've mm. got more of those than jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stocks limited. You're gonna be mean one. You can get a beanie though. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and guys, the other way that you can support us is by supporting our sponsors who we have mentioned as well. Alchemy, Cordial, get yourself to the website and try out their range of delicious beverages with the discount code WGTC10, which gets you 10% off and free shipping. Mm. Well, you, can, you can use the free shipping even if you live in the same suburb as it yeah, turns yeah, out. Yeah. Fantastic. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back with you this time next week. Good luck in the future. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.